Today, we're going to discuss how to design a smooth and efficient weekly flow for fall and everything that that entails. Specifically, we're going to discuss a laundry routine, a cleaning schedule, meal planning, morning routines, evening routines, drop zones, paper clutter, keeping your home organized and running smoothly, and how to tie it all together with planning a smooth weekly flow for the fall. Brace yourself. Today is going to be a busy and information-heavy episode, so grab yourself another cup of coffee and let's get into it. You're listening to episode 90 of The Raw and the Cooked. I'm your host, Dara Boxer, and today we're going to discuss how to design a smooth and efficiently weekly flow for the fall season. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Raw and the Cooked, a weekly podcast that provides simple routines around the home, plus raw and honest book reviews. My name is Dara. I'm a Midwestern stay-at-home mom to three young kids, and I thrive on simplicity. So even if you don't have kids or your kids are not in school yet, or you decide to homeschool, there's still a new energy in the air when it comes to fall. And I'm a really big believer in setting up and designing a weekly flow that honors that energy. So I look at this time between the start of the school year through Halloween as like a specific period of time that's really excellent for reevaluating where you are, where you want to go, and most importantly, like setting up a plan for how to get there. Um, and I, I do view like November 1st through December 30th first, like the rest of the year, sort of as it's like own little chunk of the year dedicated really heavily to like family time. It's around the holidays, right? Um, And that's definitely an episode I plan on creating as we get closer. But for now, a new school year is here. It's upon us. And we're discussing the time period between right now through Halloween and really how to give yourself the best chance of success, whatever that looks like for you. But before we can dive into anything, we really need to make sure that our homes are functioning and running well like clockwork, right? Because a happy and efficiently run home means that we have more bandwidth and more freedom to discuss and pay attention to what truly matters. And I really feel like you can't get ahead of yourself and like have all of these goals and ambitions if you don't have things in order, right? Like it's been said before that you need to set your house in perfect order before criticizing the world, right? So let's focus on mastering a smooth, smoothly running home for ourselves and our families before we can really involve ourselves outside of the home. Like, does that make any sense? And an efficiently run home means solid systems in the following respects, a good laundry routine, a good cleaning slash chore schedule, meal planning, smooth morning routine, uh, goes hand in hand with an efficient turn down nightly routine, keeping a decluttered and well-organized home, which includes those dreaded drop zones and paper clutter. And finally, having a smooth weekly flow to sort of tie everything in together. Like that is your foundation and those are your building blocks for then like setting out family goals or personal goals. Like we really can't like get too ahead of ourselves. Right. It's a lot though. And I promise if we take it step by step, we can sort of start to layer on routines and have a good rhythm. So let's first start by evaluating what isn't working because by evaluating your current routines and your current systems, you're able to identify pain points in your flow, which I think is the first step into getting a smooth back to school rhythm, right? Like what's not working, what feels like you're going against the grain, what feels like it's just too much. And it's pretty obvious how to spot these pain points in your current flow because it won't feel good. There is going to be a lot of pushback and resistance, like whatever is causing friction with you and your kids or your spouse or just yourself, right? Like sometimes all it takes is just a small tweak, like keeping a basket of socks next to the shoes instead of storing socks and 
with underwear in your kids' rooms, right? Like maybe it's having a second set of kids' toothbrushes and toothpaste on the main floor bathroom. So you don't have to beg kids to run upstairs and brush their teeth before you leave the house. Or maybe you just need help figuring out a laundry schedule. Like identifying your pain point is the first step to fixing it. So pay attention to how your week is going, what is causing you resistance and pushback. So let's just go in order one by one. Let's start with a laundry routine. A good laundry routine is going to look different for everyone, you know, depending on how many kids you have. Are you doing laundry for your partner? Um, are you in charge of everything, right? Like, what does that look like for you? And if whatever you're currently doing isn't working and not feeling good, um, let's talk about it. Um, but if it, if it is working, that's great. Um, right. But if something is becoming overwhelming and you just feel like you're constantly behind, then again, let's think about it. What's holding you back and what changes can you implement and make? I do have a laundry episode. So go back and listen to episode 45. If you need a little bit more guidance. Next is a cleaning and chore schedule, and it's equally as important to have a fluid and easy cleaning schedule. And even if you are lucky enough to have help in this area, you know, maybe you, you hire someone to come in and clean your house once a week or biweekly, there are still small cleaning related chores to add in, in between housekeeping visits to maintain a baseline clean home, right? Like, especially if you have small kids, my kids are so gross. And if I don't wipe down the hall bathroom, which is their like bathroom of choice every single morning, it would just get absolutely disgusting. So, you know, Yes, even if you have someone coming in and helping you out, like there are still small chores that you'll need to maintain in between visits. So again, I do have a whole episode on a fluid and simple cleaning schedule. It is episode 37. And again, the backbone of a solid home system is going to be your laundry, your cleaning, and your meal planning rhythm. And I think a lot of people struggle with the indecision piece of all of this, right? But if you decide once, for example, that you're going to clean bathrooms on Mondays, vacuum and mop on Tuesdays, change your sheets on Wednesdays, for example, then you're not like stressing out about when you can fit it in, right? Because you've already decided. And same goes for your laundry. You know what day, which load gets taken care of. And I'm going to double down and say that the same goes for meal planning, like figuring out ahead of time what you're going to prepare for dinner. And again, it doesn't have to be anything elaborate. It can be as simple as like assembling a cheese board on a Thursday because Thursday nights you have soccer practice until late and you just like cannot deal with like cooking ahead of time, right? Like it can be as simple and easy, but planning for it and making sure that you have the ingredients that you're going to need to even as something as simple as assembling a cheese board, like what cheese, what crackers, what fruit, what nuts, right? Like there's still, there still needs to be some thought and intention behind it, but in knowing like what you're going to do, what you're going to eat, what you're going to try to get done every day of the week, like that helps normalize your routine and sets you up for a good rhythm. So again, the foundation for a smooth and happy home, laundry routine, cleaning slash chores, and a meal plan. And now we can layer in morning routines and evening routines. So what does a smooth morning routine and evening routine look like for you, right? So you have one, whether you intentionally have one or not, it's just, again, a matter of paying attention to what could make the process between waking up and walking out the door in the morning as seamless as possible. And working hand in hand with your morning routine is having a solid evening routine at the end of the night too, right? Like find whatever balance works for you. Right now, I personally like to have as much done as possible before I go to bed. I refill 
everyone's water bottles. I have lunches packed. Coffee is set to brew for the next morning. Our dishwasher is clean, empty, and ready to be filled with tomorrow's dirty dishes for breakfast. Bags are packed for whatever activity or errand I'm going to run. So I'm not scrambling in the morning. And it helps me because I have to ensure that all of that stuff gets done at some point in the morning before we leave while also trying to get my three kids fed, cleaned, brushed, and dressed. Like that's a lot of stuff to do. So anything I can do like the night ahead of time, I probably will. And this is going to be a really annoying suggestion for your morning routine, but hear me out because it seriously makes a difference. It's going to be waking up before your kids. I used to grumble when people would suggest this because I'm like, there's no way, but there's something about waking up on your own terms and having just enough time to let coffee kick in before being thrown into the gauntlet, right? Like, though, if you have a little baby who isn't sleeping throughout the night, this is definitely challenging. Like I've been there. I prioritize sleep, um, over waking up before my kids. So if you are in that season where you're not getting a full night's sleep, like don't even listen to the suggestion. But if you are in a season where all your kids are sleeping through the night, try it. Wake up before your kids, even if it's 15 minutes. It makes a difference. Pray, work out, shower, get dressed, plan out your day, write your gratitude, journal, drink your coffee or your tea while it's still hot. Like literally any or all of these activities before the kids wake up makes a difference. Embrace the quiet in the morning. I set my alarm for 5.30. I immediately get up. I throw in a load of laundry. I grab my already filled water bottle. I head downstairs and I start a workout. And maybe the kids wake up like five minutes after my workout, but at least I know I can get laundry started and probably at least a 15, 20 minute workout in before I have to deal with three screaming children. And I do need to say, even if you're a morning person, and even if you have a seamless routine down, mornings are just hard. There are a lot of steps and things to do before leaving the house, right? There's just a hilarious stand up about it. That's just like adulting is hard. Like just the physical maintenance of it is hard every day. It's endless. There's a lot of brushing and cleaning and wiping, hopefully every day. And you have to do that for each of your children. Like it's a lot. It's a lot. So getting up and out the door is a beast. So give yourself some grace. Uh, like a lot of people, including myself. All right. So let's move on to our dreaded drop zones and paper clutter because I also, I often hear that drop zones are just a huge hot button for families. Like the most common drop zone I don't know why it's the kitchen table and or kitchen counters or the most criminal, the floor by the entry door. It's where the papers we don't know what to do with pile up, kids' backpacks, lunch boxes, random home items that get moved around throughout the day but never put back in its proper place. Like why are they always on the kitchen counters, right? It's so frustrating. So here are some helpful suggestions for tackling drop zones. The most important piece of the drop zone puzzle is to have a home for everything that typically gets dropped there. I'm piggybacking off of that. Your kids and your partner also need to know where these homes are and the homes for these items need to be easily accessible to everyone in your family. So in our current home, we have a large closet that sort of serves as like our mudroom and the kids each have their own little shoe basket on the floor and a little basket of socks in between them. They're is a set of hooks low enough where they can hang up their own sweaters, their own jackets, and their own backpacks. I keep my daughter's hairbrush and hair ties and headbands in a spot that she herself can easily access in the bathroom. And 
in our mudroom closet is a low shelf where lunchboxes live. And along with that is what I've dubbed the Sunday basket. And so the Sunday basket is probably my favorite home organizing tool for all of the paper clutter that comes in. Because if you have school-aged children or just a human being with a pulse, tackling paper clutter is a real thing. So let's talk about the Sunday basket. It is a basket that holds any incoming paperwork or mail or really anything that needs to be dealt with soonish or in somewhat of a timely manner. And as the name of the mask, the basket implies, I go through it on Sundays or whenever I have a small pocket of time throughout the week. Maybe it's a bill that needs to get paid or something tax related that needs to get filed but I don't feel like doing it right then and there. Like maybe it's something school related for the kids that isn't urgent, but it needs to get done within a week or so. Like literally it could be anything, right? It's a catch-all basket for the, I don't know what to do about these things. And if these pieces of paper don't live here in the Sunday basket, they're going to end up living on the kitchen counter or some other terrible spot or get lost or just forgotten about. And as I was drafting up this episode, um, I'm actually a bit overdue for going through ours. I have a dermatologist bill that needs to get paid. I need to renew our botanic garden membership. I need to file away an important document that recently got mailed to us and repair a board book for my baby that's hanging on by a thread. So some duct tape always works out for board books. Um, So another great tool for tackling paper clutter is to get ahead of it before it gets piled up. I check our mail every few days and immediately trash or recycle anything that I don't need or that's junk. Um, You can also cut down on the junk mail that comes in um, and stop the inflow by going to either catalogchoice.org or optoutprescreen.com. I'm going to link both of those in the show notes for you. Um, Those are really awesome resources to kind of like get yourself off of these annoying mailing lists because I bet most of us just receive junk in the mail, right? Like it's nothing we need to go through. And when your kids bring home flyers or important events or just anything with like a date or a time that you need to participate or RSVP or like whatever, either try to put it in your calendar right then and there so you can toss out the printout or the flyer or take a picture of it and make a mental note to go back to it later and then toss it. So permission slips, anything that's quick that can just be signed um, should just get done right then and there and then put back in backpacks or what have you. Do whatever you can on the front end so it's not piling up and just sitting in your basket. And throughout the day, and this goes back to our drop zones, throughout the day, in effort to keep the house tidy, I like to make little piles. Anything that needs to get returned upstairs or downstairs or in a different room, it'll. I'm going to pile it on our stairs. That way, like if I'm running up to grab something else, I see that there's a little pile there uh, that needs to go up and I can just return it and put everything back in its home. It's just a friendly little reminder for myself. And again, it keeps my drop zones free and clear. Um, like most people, our drop zones typically tend to be the kitchen island. And I'm just like, I, I can't. So I, I cook, I'm in the kitchen all the time. It's super annoying. I need clear drop zones that hence, therefore the pile on the stairs. Um, but at least like throughout the day, like, you know, I'm, I'm constantly going up and down the stairs. Like I'm constantly putting things away. Right. So it's just, so it's not so overwhelming at the end of the day. Um, another important practice to live by, um, before you leave the house in the morning, make sure that your sink is empty of dirty dishes, right? Like anything left out on counters gets to be put back, your dining room table wiped down, toys put back in their place. Like mess and clutter attracts an even bigger mess and even more clutter. So reset your spaces. 
I, I think that usually after every meal is a good natural break. Um, we like to do a power tidy, even if it's just a three minute pickup on the timer, um, after we finish lunch, before rest time, after breakfast, before we leave for school. Um, because then I, at least I know that my home is in order. It just feels good. And I like coming back to a reset and orderly home. Okay. And finally, having a smooth weekly flow to tie everything in together. And so now here is how we're going to apply all of this and put it into action. So on Sundays, or again, whatever day works best for you, whenever the start of your week is, we're going to sit down and we're going to open up our planner and we're going to time block items. First, what time our school drop up pickups? What are our work hours? What are any incoming appointments that you have? Um, I'm sorry, upcoming appointments you have. What are other commitments on your calendar for that week? Next, we're going to fill in our calendar with our cleaning schedule, like write down which days of the week you're going to vacuum or do the bathrooms or change the bed sheets or wash towels, what have you. Um, and next, you know, piggybacking off of that little laundry routine. Like which days are you washing your sheets and towels? Maybe you're like me and you do a load of laundry every day and that's great. Still write it down because if it's not written down and it's not on your list and it's not on the forefront of your mind, it is easy to forget. And also know that all of this is fluid. Like if you end up with like an unusually busy Wednesday and you didn't get around to your household chores for that day, like that's okay. You're going to get to them when you can get to them, right? Like we're human and life happens. And as a homemaker, I'm the one that runs our household errands, our grocery shopping. I, I do whatever the home needs. Um, you know, it's, it's a lot of errands. And so I also like to jot down which days I'm running, which errands, and I try to batch them together. So I'm not like running around all, all week long, right? Like if the baby has gym class, maybe I'll save grocery shopping for afterwards since the grocery store is like literally right next to his gym class. And it's not like a separate trip, right? It just makes things a little bit easier for me myself. And of course, uh, I, I like to uh, carve out a little 20 minutes to tackle anything in my Sunday basket. So at some point in the week, I will try to make that happen. And I also like to refer back to my list of goals for the season, like what are some projects, events, or seasonal activities that are important to us as a family? What can I do to move the needle in the right direction? Do I need to send out invites for my son's birthday party? Do I need to contract to contact a few contractors because I need to get a bid on a home project? Like sometimes the answer is nothing and it's just not the right week to chip away at seasonal goals. And that's fine too. Okay, so next, I'm going to sit down and plug in the rest. Planning and designing your week and your schedule with personal goals and desires into consideration is a huge part of being a well-balanced human being, right? Like we're not just homemakers. Um, other priorities that I like to focus on are like exercising, walking, reading, this podcast, projects I want to do, uh, time for gratitude and prayer, home items, family time, one-on-one -on -one mommy time with my kids. Like I like to write in when I plan to exercise. Um, I write in some items that are just like on the never ending to-do list, right? That I think I can accomplish in this upcoming week. I schedule when I'm going to um, do Friday circle time, right? I'm teaching my four-year-old how to read and sound out letters. I am slowly teaching our three-year-old how to identify uppercase and lowercase letters. And it's important to me. It's a priority of mine. So it gets jotted down and time blocked in my calendar. Uh, daily stroller walks with the baby is also a priority. So that too gets time blocked in my calendar. And it's not 
to say that all of this is set in stone and I move mountains to make sure it happens exactly when I plan it. It's again, it's flexible and it's fluid and things get shifted and moved around a ton, all while knowing that like, that's okay. And that, my friends, is how I run my household and plan my weeks. It's a lot, uh, but once you get in the habit of doing all of these items, it sort of just becomes natural and easy and like clockwork, and it feels really good to have a very well-run household, uh, believe me. But again, not to say I still don't lose my patience or my cool uh, in the mornings or even just like at the end of a long day, even with all of these little things in place. Like we're human, it's hard, mothering is hard, but there's joy and love and gratitude in it. Thank you so much for tuning in today, and I'll see you back here next week.